0: Since the inception of the modern Olympics in 1896, men have been competing in most of the events we know of today, from the 100-meter dash and the 800-meter run to the triple jump and discus throw. The first black men were given the opportunity to compete shortly after that, with George Powage winning two bronze medals in 1904. It wouldn't be until 1928, though, that women, namely white women, were finally given the chance to participate at the Olympics, finally, In 1936, Tidy Pickett of Chicago became the first Black woman to compete at the Olympics when she ran the 80-meter hurdles at the Games in Berlin, Germany. But after the postponement of the Games due to World War II, once they returned 12 years later, we saw the door open for Black women in track and field. Today, we'll tell the story of the 1948 U.S. Olympic women's team a team of mostly Black women that broke barriers, made history, and left an impact that still reverberates through the sport today. My name is Anderson, and this is Track and Field Black History. Due to World War II, the 1940 and 1944 Olympic Games have been canceled, preventing athletes from competing internationally on the global stage. During that time, millions of American men entered into the military to fight in the war, while many women had left their positions as homemakers and entered the workforce to support the war effort. Compounded with the recent suffrage movement from a few decades earlier, earning women the right to vote, their participation in the workforce built up another movement for women's equal rights in sports. Many women saw that, since they were more than capable of being part of that workforce, especially during wartime, they would be more than capable of competing in athletics events as well. Now, during World War II, the first women's professional team had also been started, the All-American Girls Baseball League of 1943. This was part of an effort to replace the MLB, which had been canceled due to the war. Many basketball leagues and other sports leagues and organizations also began to be formed during that time for women. Efforts like these continued to ramp up as the war came to an end in the mid-1940s, and more organizations for women's sports increased as competitive sports started to return across the board. In addition, as access to high school and college athletics programs began to grow, women looked to participate there as well. Because of the expanded access to sports, this presented an opportunity for Black women to begin participating in various ways as well. The Tuskegee Institute an HBCU located in Alabama was a pioneer in providing opportunities for black athletes, both men and women. The Tuskegee Institute started its track and field program in 1916 and held the first Tuskegee Relay Meet in 1927, which is the oldest African-American relay meet in the country. As women were not part of the NCAA though. Throughout the 1930s and 40s, they competed at various competitions, which usually culminated at the AAU National Championships. Due to the lack of opportunities for black women at other universities, especially in the South, many of which only allowed white students to enroll, Tuskegee attracted some of the top women in the country. Between 1937 and 1951, they went on to win 14 AAU National Championship titles. Tennessee State University was another HBCU that granted opportunities for many Black women in the South. TSU would be more well-known in the 50s, 60s, and 70s under the direction of Coach Ed Temple, though. But by the time the 1948 Olympics were coming around, athletes were excited to have the opportunity to compete internationally again, and many were looking to have their chance at qualifying for the U.S. Olympic team. This would be just the fourth time women were able to compete at the Olympic Games, and with the rise of opportunities for Black women and the dominance they had been showing at the AAU Championships throughout the 40s, they were poised to make an impact at the U.S. Olympic trials. As opposed to the two-day competition granted to the men, the women were unfortunately relegated to a single day of competition at their Olympic trials to qualify in various different events. As opportunities for women were short lived, they had to take their chance at attempting these multiple events on a single day, most of which required heats, semifinals, and finals. Despite the disorganized meet and the tight timeframe, black women showed up and showed out at these 1948 Olympic trials. In the 100 meter dash, Maybelle Walker of Alabama, Audrey Patterson of Louisiana, and Lillian Young of Illinois finished 1 2 3 while Patterson doubled back to win the 200 meters. She was also joined by Nell Jackson of Georgia and Mae Fags of New York in second and third place. Bernice Robinson of South Carolina won the 80 meter hurdles while Teresa Manuel of Florida finished in third place. Manuel would also finish second place in the javelin throw while Robinson finished second place in the high jump behind Alice Coachman of Georgia and ahead of Emma Reed of Mississippi. Reed also won the long jump, joined by Young, who finished in second. So did you follow that? Well, if you weren't keeping count, that was nine black women who qualified for the Olympic Games across six different events. Many of them were competing for the Tuskegee Institute, as well as Tennessee State University, representing their black universities very well. They were joined by three other women bringing it to a total of 12 women who were on their way to represent the United States at the 1948 Olympic Games in London, England. This was a historic milestone as just 12 years prior in 1936, the last time the Olympics were held, only a single Black woman, Tidy Pickett, had qualified to become the first Black woman to compete at the Olympic Games. Now, we were seeing a team made up of majority black women who would be representing the United States on the world stage. The Olympics were held just a month after the Olympic trials and the women would be traveling from New York to London by ship. And throughout tons of pictures that you would see from the time you can see the black women of the u.s team well represented and taking advantage of that opportunity to compete at the games that they worked hard for and truly did earn and deserve once they arrived in london it was time to show up and put their talents on display for the world to see and over the course of nine days of competition the woman took to the track and to the field and threw down some amazing performances. A plethora of firsts were established at these 1948 games. On August 4th, Emma Reed qualified for the long jump final and eventually finished 12th place overall, making her the first Black American woman to make an Olympic final in any event. Two days later on August 6th, Audrey Patterson found herself in the 200 meter final, competing against some of the best women in the world. She would successfully finish in third place, earning a bronze medal in the event and making her the first black woman in history to win an Olympic medal of any color. Finally, on August 7th, Alice Coachman capped off the games by winning the gold medal in the high jump, beating out 18 other women from around the world that made her the first black woman to ever win a gold medal at the Olympic Games. These games proved to not only be a showcase for the accomplishments and the achievements the women earn, but also a message of representation showing that black women can and should have the opportunity to participate in sports internationally as they are some of the best athletes in the world. Unfortunately, the women would be returning to mixed reception back in the United States. Patterson and Coachman, the two medalists from the Games, had small segregated celebrations in their local towns, where neither of their city's mayors acknowledged their accomplishments simply because they were Black. Despite that, these nine women made history, from the challenging single-day schedule at the Olympic trials to qualifying as the first majority black women's track and field team at the Olympics. Taking the blueprint set by Tidy Pickett, the single black woman in Berlin 1936, they expanded, brought nine black women to London 1948, and made it onto the track, into the field, and all the way to the top of the podium. They set a precedent that still holds to this day as black women dominate representation and participation for the United States at the Olympic Games. Well, that's a story of the U.S. women at the 1948 Olympic Games in London, England, a team that made history by being the first to have majority Black representation for the United States at the Olympics. Make sure you follow the podcast, check us out on Instagram, and thanks for tuning in to Track and Feel Black History.